Welcome to Co-op Mode Round 95. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. Mark is taunting me because I almost screwed it up, but that's okay. I'm Todd Oxra, one of your hosts, joined by Mark, the Canadian, the Canardian, Carbon. Co-op mode. <laughs> is that like a Street Fighter character or something like that? A- Japan! <laughs> that was uh, fantastic. You know what, uh, folks? You're just along for the ride. And while you're along for the ride, we'll tell you that you can subscribe to all our podcasts on the network feed to get all of the goodness of the co-op mode, the Secret Friends Unite Prime, the Holocron Chronicles, and Code 47 for all your Star Trek needs. And also, check out YouTube, where you can see our beautiful faces and my background. Mark might have a bluey, uh, you know, balloon that might try to kill him not this week apparently and then you might see our special guest this week who is joining the secret friends unite for the first time and that is mr brendan myers the winner gamer hello everybody how are you doing so brendan you are infamous for being i would say a part of all of these podcast networks you're always contributing you're always very supportive and by the way you have the cutest little girl in the world. Congratulations. And you're a, ne- and you're a New York Mets fan at just the right time. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Oh, he's got the Mets going on in the background. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. This is the first time uh, simulcasting. And, and by the way, you know, just let people know how the Mets are doing as we go. And it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so there we go. So, Brendan, uh, you know, people want to get to know you a little bit better. I'm going to ask you a really quick a question. The Winter Gamer, where does that tag from, come from? Uh, it comes from my favorite, uh, one of my favorite movies I could watch over again, The Winter Soldier. And so I just add it to gaming. So because sometimes it feels like I just get pulled out of ice to play some games from time to time. <laughs> I thought it might be a Game of Thrones reference, maybe. Nah. <laughs> Winter's coming. It always, see, it always reminded me of the Winter Soldier. So I figured, I never asked you, but I figured that was kind of the, the reference. So I'm glad that I, I got that right. Well, very, very cool. Well, to get to know you even better, Mark this week packed, picked our Byron Return edition. So Mark, please tell us more about Byron Return. Well, we are going to be talking about some Disney stuff later. So I decided to choose... Some Disney games from the days of old. Uh, we're going back, so we're not we're not tackling any of the newer games. We're tackling some of the classics. Luckily, you can play some of these now if you wanted to go back. So the three choices are Lion King, and I didn't really specify Super Nintendo or Genesis. There are some some differences in some of these games, so I'm going to let you choose if you want to choose the the platform that you want to play this on uh so we're gonna go lion king aladdin and ducktales for the nes by rent return let's start with our guest get to pick your brain a little bit brendan how you feel i'm definitely gonna buy uh lion king um that was definitely one that we had as a kid and as I remember playing it was just like, oh, hey, like I'm actually getting further and further and not needing to need the codes as much and all that. So um, it's impressive. It's a tough that game. That one will definitely be it, especially because like all the music along with it, just because anything from the SNES era is just the music is just point on. And then I'm going to uh, return. I know. Uh, I'm going to return DuckTales because I've never played that. And I'm assuming we're doing this now. And I don't have the patience to 
master that difficult game at the moment. So fair enough. Good choice. I'm gonna uh, rent Aladdin because uh, I remember definitely playing that. Just was always disappointed though that you were throwing apples, especially <laughs> with the SNES. I think it was only with the SNES. Like I think in the Genesis version, he had a sword. Yes. Okay. Correct. So. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Wow, great. Good good job, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were just... I mean, I think it was based off the... more of the developers, because I think it was two different uh, making... the Genesis Capcom. And- didn't Capcom do s- certain versions and somebody else did the other versions? I think that was the case, or they had might have had, like, a satellite team doing it. Hmm. Yeah, those are the, one of those like like I mentioned. Yeah, the subtle differences. Aladdin, I think, was more blatant than Lion King. Maybe mm-hmm. Lion King, I think, was a little like was that uh, there, there were more more subtle differences. But yeah, yeah. Aladdin was like big. Uh, and luckily, you can switch between versions if you get the Disney collection. Oh, that's right, of, uh, Lion King and and Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's an interesting one to pick up because you can play all the different mm-hmm. versions and see those differences on on Switch or any of the other uh, consoles. So uh, good they choices. Even, they even added. Uh, I think they added to that collection recently within the past year. I think they added the Lion King. No, not mm-hmm. the Lion King. Uh, the Jungle Book. That's it. Oh, that's Ooh, right. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Oh, I love the, the Jungle Book. That. Shoot, that could have been another another choice for this. Um, I absolutely loved that game. Uh, Todd, how are you feeling? Well, I only qualify for two out of the three. I never played the Lion King, so my first question is, I assume you're playing as Simba the whole way through? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is there a scene when your dad dies? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's oh, good. Oh, good. Running make away the kids the, the, uh, the antelopes the or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough yeah. one. Okay. Well, it's a tough uh, game. It's a very hard game. Well, there's all some of these very are precise platforming. There's there's uh, some really hard. Uh, even the I just can't wait to be king is like you're going through and you're trying to grab it. onto things. Whether it, it's tough, man. It's a, it's, it's not a it's not a dance dance revolution part where you have to dance to the Hunakuna Matata no, or anything like that. No, okay. Well, quite. as you can tell, I know nothing about these, but I do remember these games, all of them. Well. The Lion King and Aladdin, at least from the gameplay I've seen and played, the animation style was wonderful. It was just very fluid, beautiful, very much looked very animated for the time, considering, you know, these weren't high level consoles, but they did great things with the animation style. I just looked. Tommy Tellerico did a lot of the, uh, the the composing, so he's great. So and really did justice to it. So I'm going to say my buy is DuckTales. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. I was a much better gamer back in the day, so I actually did really well in that game. And the remasters out, which you can play, it's really well done, and they actually did a good, better job with like the difficulty, and it looks more like the cartoon, which is great. So, And they use the voice cast, which I love. So that's my buy, but I, I don't know. I think the NES game should come to the um, NES online system. Come on. Mm-hmm. Nintendo make a deal with this and you get these games on there. But um, then Aladdin, I did play um, the Genesis version and I loved it. Um, I don't know the difference between, except you guys talked about apples versus swords. So I'll take a sword any day. Um, but yeah, once again, beautiful, uh, difficult platforming. So yeah, that would be my rent. And Aladdin is probably my favorite Disney animated movie. Uh, Jasmine might have a part of that. So that's all I'll say. Um, but then the Lion King, while I love that movie, I never played the game, so I can't really make a judgment. So um, I would probably return it because I was so bad at it and I couldn't play it at my current age. So there you go. I like it. I like it. Um, 
my selections are actually going to be the same as Todd's, but I did play all three of these. Um, but DuckTales for the NES, yeah, it has a special place. I, I got so good at that game when I was a kid because, it again, you know, it was one of those, like, you, here's your game for the year. Enjoy it. Uh, so I beat the hell out of that game. That was that was a good one. And going back and playing the the remastered, remade version or whatever is is close, but still, like, not quite hitting that same. So I'm, I'm with you, Todd. I wish they'd released, like, the actual version. They should um, have a demaster, but I'm guessing they made enough tweaks that it couldn't be, like, pixel for pixel yeah. and the same thing but yeah yeah um yeah so i'll i'll uh, i'll buy that one i will rent um I'll, I'll rent lion king i think yeah i'm gonna rent lion king just because it's it's so tough but the the music's so good oh man aladdin's good too i don't know shoot these are tough man i don't know th- these two coin toss uh so i'm gonna say i'll I'll rent Lion King and return Aladdin. Although that's hurting me because of Jasmine. Um, damn. Yeah. I just, I have more memories with the Lion King trying to get through like all those bits and stuff. And I, I didn't play as much of Aladdin. So maybe I should actually rent that one and, and put more time in. You know what? Yeah. Screw it. I'm renting Aladdin. I'm returning Lion King locked in final answer. And regardless of whatever happens now, Mark, you're just going to go and buy the collection. On I already have the collection. I'm- <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. You're, you're good to go. It's, yeah, you know, you, to it. I bought them yeah. all. I don't care, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is no, there is no uh, tough decision where you had like yeah, there's, the, there's, the, the cart in half or anything. Yes. There's no returning uh, for me. That's, I, I own all of these, so whatever. Very, very bye, good. Bye, bye. Well, well, let us know if you agree or disagree um, and if you have a, a favorite of these games. So with that, you know, Brendan, you ask questions all the time. So it's only fitting that you ask a question live and in person and we'll come up with our answer on the fly. So um, you had a couple. So which question would you have for us that oh. you uh, would love to hear our answers? I will go with. I'll go with this one. Uh, it says that. Which of the three, uh, the big three, have the most to gain by having one of their IPs that they have under their name but haven't used in a while be given to a third party that will need to be multi-platform is the only thing. Ooh, so multi-plat, that's a... That's I got a an word. answer. I got an answer. Jump at it, Todd. Okay. I'm going with Sony. I'm going Siphon Filter because Sony apparently only wants us to play the crappy game on PS1 that you can play in PS, you know, the PS Plus system. And I tried that game. It is horrific to play just because of the controls. It's horrible. But I think it has a lot going for it considering we aren't getting any new uh, Splinter Cells anytime soon. Like we know the one's coming and a spy game. Nobody's really making one. We've got like a Hitman. But I think it could be really well done by another studio and they could leverage the IP and yeah, put it on all systems. Why not? PC, everybody can play it. I'm not sure if it would work on Switch. So that's my only concern is once it Switch gets better hardware, Hmm. yeah of course put it on there so that would be my that would my i think it just fits in that we're kind of lacking in that genre of a sing not online but just a single player spy type based mission game where maybe there's some stealth but combat as well especially since we haven't had a james bond game in a million years so that's what i'm going so siphon filter easy to do third party uh sony can like make the proceeds from it but everybody can play it i like it 
Brendan, what was your answer for this? I was gonna, I was thinking uh, have uh, Nintendo do Kid Icarus with Ubisoft because they did uh, Phoenix Rising. So yes. you can change it up to be even more Breath of the Wild like, like, and it wouldn't be foul play because hey, you're using Nintendo's IP. Because I remember from um, uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, he had you had all these different weapons and was running around, and I think that would make the gameplay even better than just having just those set moves. You're always just using a sword. You're just just changing how it looks or whatever in the effects. But this would be able to even just add more to it by doing flight combat as well. It makes a lot of sense because Ubisoft and Nintendo have a good relationship. Um, and I always thought they were going to do like what they did with, um, what was it, um, the the space fighting game. Uh, Star um, Fox and um, Starlink. Yeah. Starlink. I thought they were going to do that and they were just going to do like the for the Nintendo version. I thought it was going to be you're playing Kid Icarus, which j- I got a question about Kid Icarus. Is it the kid of Icarus? Because that's why your name is Pit and not Icarus. Is that a we good like thought? I don't know. I just thought it was weird. It's like his name is Pitt, but it's this kid Icarus. So I'm like, it's the kid of Icarus. Uh, yeah, maybe. Why not? Don't know. Good pick, though. Good pick. I like that. Yeah. I still want up. Uh, I still want that 3DS game to come to Switch. It's a no-brainer, uh, and it definitely should. Yeah. File save as. Let's go. Uh, I have kind of two answers for this, and I don't know which one I like better. Um, so I'll let you guys decide. Because the first one's kind of dumb. And it's Nintendo releasing Wave Race because if you look how good like Sea of Thieves looks on an Xbox Series X, I want that water effect. I want that kind of level of like detail on my Wave Racing. And they just released Wave Race 64, so I'm in a Wave Race mood. When am I not in a Wave Race mood? But I think so. That's that's my Nintendo answer. But I do have an Xbox answer, and that's Banjo Kazooie. Because mm. mm, yeah. I, I I mean. Come on, they're just sitting on it. Just just make a banjo game, release it cross-platform. You have to have it on Switch, so just throw Sony a bone. I really just I think that would it it gives Xbox a family title which they desperately need. It re can it could reinvigorate the brand like Sony's done with a few of their brands. Um I just I think that one's a no-brainer. I just think let's go. Just just you know, let, let someone have fun with that. If you're not going to yourself, just give it, give it to someone that knows platforming and and can just do it. Like, yeah. And I don't even know, uh, you know, who you'd give it to, but, uh, what's the, the ones that made, um, yeah. Ukulele. Platonic, wasn't it? Yeah. Platonic can play it. Yeah. They can make it. Yeah. And just, just let them go nuts. Give them a budget. Yeah, yeah, they could do it. Because I think the the problem with Platonic and what they were doing was they were trying to not be Banjo Kazooie, but still have that same feel. Now, if you give them Banjo Kazooie, they can just do it. Like there's, yeah. it's you're you're literally taking the cuffs off of them, and they can fight with a fair chance. Especially with with an X, uh, Xbox budget backing them too, like they're yeah. an indie studio. All the assets, all the studios that can support them. Movement. You know, it's 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 a tough balance, and they they did it. Yeah. And so, can you imagine with Microsoft money, uh, you know, Big Daddy Phil opening up his back pocket and just letting them have fun and uh, and do what they want and do it well? Like, oh man, yeah. Because I, I mean, that's, that's the one. 
the fact that um, Psychonauts were able to have the funding and be able to create the game that they wanted, mm-hmm. like they they will say this made the game by having yeah. that backing. So I would go with definitely with Banjo and Microsoft big money. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mark, I've, I've got a developer for your Wave Race game. The developers oh, okay, behind cool. the developers behind Maneater. They know how to make a shark an awesome game and they knew propulsion and all that stuff. They know water, make them do that. And maybe sharks chase them or you're riding on a shark. Just replace the jet ski. You're just riding sharks. You got it. I was going to say, change it from 64. You could ride a dolphin. Let's ride some sharks. Let's go. This is up in your alley, Mark. You're all about the, the, the the wildlife and the aqua life there. So yeah, yeah. uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I would be pumped for either of those, but I think Banjo is the right call. I think that's out of my two picks. I think that one's like, this should happen. Very, very cool. Good picks, everyone. And obviously, if you have your own choices, let us and Brandon know. So thank you very much, Brandon, for that question in person, which is very yeah. fun. Awesome. Oh, I love it. So then we move on to what we've been playing. So Brendan, you kick us off. Uh, so just today I finished playing uh, Nobody Saves the World, which is on Game Pass, which is, and then it's on everything else, I believe, Switch and all that. So, um, but you basically have the power to change into different forms. You have different attacks, different strategy based on what type the attacks are, and it's kind of like has art like leveling skill base. And it actually feels like it's rewarding to do, play it because like, you're not just going like, Oh, I'm just going to put a skill towards this that adds a certain percentage. Like it actually does that plus a little extra oomph to it. So when you're actually using it, you're like, I'm actually going to use this versus just, all right, I got to put skill points or something. Mm. Uh, so how far? I was going to ask how far you've got into it because I played it for, quite a bit but i didn't get to the point where the game actually apparently there's like a a point where everything turns and it just everything just adds on significantly and the game almost changes completely and i was when i heard about that i'm like that sounds really awesome the 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 tilt they make are you there um i actually beat the whole game just as oh god today so and then they're like there's new game plus i'm like oh that's something (laughs) um but uh so yeah um you have characters start off as nobody uh they are um they kind of just happen to have the wand and once they that that person's level gets up enough and then it opens up more of the story so you got you leveling them up based off the story levels like the story missions and then everybody else has their own separate missions so mm-hmm. but you want to level up everyone else because it's like hey you need to use this person's attack yeah. So you're like, oh, wait, wait a minute. This is actually a cool person. Cool. That's yeah, by so. the, and that's by the, the guacamole team, uh, Dreambox. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is um, a couple of vending machines in the game. And of course they had guacamole. They had all that artwork for their games and made them be like vending drinks and all that stuff. Cool. That's awesome. And then I very, uh, very cool. Uh, just we'll jump in and play some uh, Mario Strikers uh, Battle League. Uh, nothing much more to say than I just one of the games that I grew up playing the GameCube version with my older brother and younger brother. And so um, 
got very competitive that my older brother took the GameCube to college and started playing with everybody. And me and my younger brother was like, what the hell's wrong with this? He didn't even leave us the PS2. <laughs> and then he, he comes took everything? back. Yeah. And then he comes back and then he like wrecks us. And we're like, this is unfair. Wow. Like, <laughs> wow, that's brutal. Um, it's just satisfying playing online against people, which is the satisfaction for me. Cause then you're like, all right, I had to change up my strategy because I'm playing against a live person. And then uh, it's really satisfying when you beat two versus one. Like you guys, there was two of you and I beat you. So, and then I jumped into uh, some Pokemon Unite. Um, just there was a game like it, uh, MOBA, before that was based off of a mobile MOBA. But they didn't make it crossplay, so it died off like really quick on the Switch. Like it took like years to get a game. So mm. nice with Pokemon Unite, like I get that itch and actually using a controller versus playing like League of Legends on the computer with mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. And then, is that on PC as well, or is it just mm, mobile and Switch? People are probably playing it on PC. They're probably running the mobile mods mm. on their PCs, mm. but um, it's just for what I launch officially is just mobile and switch. Yeah. And then I haven't really uh, played that game since launch. I'll have to jump back in and see. I'm they just, sure there's uh, a ton of stuff that's new. They did Tyranitar today or no, this Sweet. week. So I'm like, ah, uh, that, that got me to go in. Like it's, it's kind of nice. It's like, like with like games like, um, overwatch, like they're like, Oh, they're releasing this new character. It's like, well, I don't really play that that kind of character. I'm more of like an attack person, but when you're like, well, that's my favorite Pokemon. Like I'm, of course I'm going to, I'm going to try it. So, mm-hmm. and that's so, awesome. and I just recently got, um, I was letting my buddy borrow my OG switch. Cause I went and got an OLED. So it's like, nice. now I can actually play both. Like I can pl- have multiplayer games on the one switch. And then I can just take the one that I take with me to work, uh, play my single player games. Nice. So I got that nice strategy going on. So I don't have to. All right. Well, I want to play this. Got to quit out of this game and go play this. Sweet. I I will mention if because you know this is a MOBA uh, and League of Legends is a MOBA as well. It's kind of like the the granddaddy of them all. If you're interested in the world of esports, there's a new TV show. It's called Players. It's oh, absolutely yeah. hilarious. It's just you don't have to know anything about esports or anything because that's the lens it is, and it's kind of like a mockumentary about mm. a player whose name is cream cheese and it's about his like he's kind of at the end of his esports gaming career and there's a rookie coming on so it's just if you like this type of game and are interested about esports it's i'd recommend gamers it's on paramount plus which mark i have no clue how you watch these things in canada i i have paramount plus that's oh, there you go you watch it you sonic movies that? are that's where the paw patrol movie is that's where halo oh, even is better paramount plus is all set up don't worry there about you it. go check it out players you will get a kick out of it and lauren can watch it too and actually be entertained and right. brendan if you've watched it i hope you enjoy it I'm, I'm gonna have to find time to watch some of it it's really good but, and then uh, other thing was uh slate aspire i played it on they actually put it on mobile like this year so it's like that's a perfect game to put on mobile. Like you can play at any time, mm-hmm. whether you're, uh, as Sean Capri would like to say on the toilet or, <laughs> or you're just clean uh, your hands, people clean your hands <laughs> and your mobile device. Gross. <laughs> or, um, I'm just like hanging out with the baby. It's, 
just holding the baby, I can just play that like one handed game. Yeah. So that's just perfect. I played Slay the Spire as a coach for my son. He was playing it, and I, we were talking about the moves he should make. It was a kind of a fun collaborative experience without me actually playing it in another place, but I was just watching him play. I'm like, oh, maybe you should play this card instead. It was a lot of fun. It's a card mechanic, Mark, yes. but it's actually a lot of fun. Um, and it's kind of like a roguelike too. So it's kind of like the two things that like most people like, ah, but it's <laughs> it's highly entertaining. It's really cool. And the boss fighting names are funny. So, yeah. Well, very good, Brandon. Um, thank you for those. Mark. Good mix. What a great, yeah. like, that's a, you're, you're all over the place. And I love that. Uh, you're, you know, platform agnostic and, and playing a little like different styles and stuff. It's a, it's a, a great mix, especially as a new dad. Cause it's a hard one. You can, yeah. you, that, that balance. I found it personally very hard. It was like, I'll try to play my switch and then something will happen or I'll try to fire up the Xbox. And it's like, the only time I'd really fire up the Xbox was like midnight. And I'd try to play for a half hour before my eyes would just close and I'd just, you know, fall asleep on the couch. Like it was just, I found, uh, I found it was like kind of a tough balance to especially jump between different things. You know, if I'd play a round of Fortnite, that was a good night, but, uh, it's, it's awesome to, to hear that you're like kind of keeping up with stuff and, and making it work while, still navigating mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's, it's good. And you said you, you mentioned you're taking your switch to work and that kind of stuff. So it like, um, that kind of helps, I'm guessing. Yeah. It made it easier. This, um, I'm on my last week of paternity to split off before baby ah. goes to daycare and we don't have a nanny. So it made yep. that difference, making it easier. So I'm like, baby's asleep quickly do some chores. Yep. Now jump on. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Paternity leave. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think I got like no paternity leave when my son oh. was, but that was 16 years ago. So it was a dark ages and I don't live in yeah. Canada where you get like three years off or something. I don't remember what it is. If oh, well. Was, if she was born 23 days earlier, I would have only gotten one week. Oh, God. wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. My, my son was a month early too. And those little, those little preemies are just so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love them. Uh, for me, I have been, uh, last time I mentioned I had finished Pokemon or jumped back into Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. I finished that one, uh, beat, beat the, uh, the elite four and all that kind of stuff. Did some of the after, um, after game things, you know, chasing those legendaries and all that fun shenanigans. It's uh, impressive I, that you did that all without my help, Mark. You didn't ask know, me for yeah, one protein. I, really, I was uh, <laughs> trying to do it all on my own instead of going to the Poketod expert. Um, for that one, but I, I might have to to pick your brain about Pokemon Legends Arceus, which uh, I'm now diving back into. Again, didn't finish either of the Pokemon games last fall. Hmm. I played bits of both of them, and then kind of just was like, I, I need a Poke break, and uh, so now I'm jumping back in, and I'm ready to go, and enjoying this one not quite as much as Diamond. I think I'm still more of a fan of the traditional Pokemon games uh, like diamond. I, I liked sword and shield uh, Arceus. There's a few things I really, really like about it. A few of the mechanics that I, I hope make it into violet and scarlet that I've seen a thing, a, a few things in the trailers that I'm like, I think they're taking this, but there's a lot in this game. That's, that's very much changing the formula. And um, there's it, for me, it has that problem of like, 
too many quests at the same time. So there's, there's all these like unopened quests and there's like all this stuff that I can do. And uh, some of them are very simple. And then others are so vague that it's like, where do I even begin to go for this? And, and that's not even going on the main mission that I'm supposed to be. So I'll go, you know, ADD myself off on 17 different side quests and, and then be like, where, what was I supposed to be doing? Oh, right. Yeah. Something in the complete opposite direction to like save the world, but instead I'm picking berries. Uh, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those kind of games that I think I could spend 200 hours on, but I kind of don't want to, cause I don't want to be Pokemon burned out for Scarlet and Violet. So I'm, I'm, it's a weird balancing act for me and I'm trying to enjoy this game for what it is while also not getting burned out on Pokemon games. So tough, but I am enjoying it. And, um, and, and now that they've opened it up to Pokemon home, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that. So I can kind of create a team. Although this game's very, very closed with like who I can send over. So it doesn't have like my boy Nidoran's missing from it. Uh, there's, there's so many others that like, I can't really transfer over or it's, it's, you know, kind of making it tough for me. So, um, we'll see. I think I'm going to try to just golden path, finish this game and then maybe deal with some side quests and stuff. But, um, I think I only have one more, uh, I forget what they're called, like legendary. Oh, the, um, uh, guardians guardians. I I only have one more left. So it shouldn't really take me too long to, to finish this. Yeah. It'll probably, hopefully you don't get annoyed with just how it just feel like, all right, I'm overpowered. This Pokemon hits me with one hit. And I'm like, what? Like, I, yeah. like, what does the number mean? If I right. don't, if you can just one hit me, that's it. I went up against a, a fish Pokemon earlier. That was like 10 levels below me or more. And it, hits me and like and and i was i had the type advantage and i like it hits me and and like destroys more than half of the health of the pokemon i was using i was like damn like this game is not balanced like the other ones like if you if you have a a type advantage in the old games it's like it's they're barely touching you in this game it's like they can come at you with some shit and really mess you up no matter what your type is so i find that's another thing even if i'm level advanced over whatever I'm fighting. I'm constantly running back to a base to refresh my Pokemon or, you know, trying to again, go pick those berries so I can make more uh, potions and stuff to heal my Pokemon in the field when I'm way away from a base camp. So there's, there's those little balances that I think from like 30 friggin' years of playing Pokemon games that like, I just have to wrap my head around like this game's different. Be prepared dummy. Like I, and that's a me problem, not a, this game problem. It's just like, I see a Pokemon game. I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, go to a Poke center. Like you can just buy a hundred potions and you'll be fine. Uh, in this one, there is a little bit more crafting to it. There's a little bit more planning to it. There's a little bit more thing, uh, you know, just, some stuff, but I, I, I do, I very much enjoy how this is laid out and the kind of mystery about it and stuff like that. But I, I have to stop getting distracted. I think is, is my big problem. So, um, so did magic carp take you out? No, it was, uh, um, Oh shoot. What was it? Qu- uh, Quilfit is like the poison fish that looks like oh. a fish kind of looking thing. Uh, yeah. Quillfish. I think that's, 
anyway, that's what took me out. Or it didn't actually take me out. I mean, I, I still defeated it. It just like my, uh, my, was it Tortu Torgruda? What's the big, the turtle oh, the starter turtle. thing. Um, um, anyway, that's what it took me out. Torgutron, Mark. It's Torgutron, of course. There we go. That's Why wouldn't one. you know that? I know that because I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what it took out. And I thought that had the, the type advantage being a, a plant, but, uh, anyway, it didn't. So, um, yeah, I took it out with something else and uh, we're good. Um, I think actually I used a, a graveler because of the rock advantage um, or the, the dirt advantage against poison. So I think that was, it was weird because usually, usually using rock against water is uh, bad. But anyway, um, the other thing I've been playing, or I, I guess not really playing, dabbling into is uh, Horizon Worlds in VR. And uh, so on the weekend I had, just some like free time and I was using my VR and I was like, oh, let's see what's in horizon worlds. I haven't jumped in in a bit and I used to love going into venues and now that's kind of in VR. So I jumped in and saw like a list of live events that was going on and I jumped into a comedy club Ooh. and like there was, there were people around and like we were sitting at tables. So I jumped on a table with a guy and uh, we were like talking for a second as the, the comedians were like switching up and stuff, but like an actual comedian wearing a VR set moved his little avatar up to the stage, grabbed the microphone and did a full set. Holy cow. And it was so cool. I, I very much enjoyed it. It was really cool. And in between sets, like there was a group of us kind of talking and like, you could kind of heckle the people like your, your voice projected as you were. So I'm like sitting in my living room and just enjoying this comedy show and like laughing out loud to nobody actually around me. But like, laughing with all these people in virtual realities and like making these new friends and stuff. And like, um, you know, like, the, like I said, the guy that I sat next to, his name's Cal. And he just like, just like, yeah, how you doing this or whatever. And like, um, they even give you like fruit on the tables that you can throw up at the stage and stuff. But we were, we were kind of like in between, we were like all tossing it back and forth between different tables and stuff. Cause you could actually toss it and catch it, which was really neat. Um, so it was, yeah, just a really cool experience. Um, was the raw, I think raw dog comedy was, uh, the, the place that, that, uh, hosted it. They have a Facebook page and oh, they have a, they have a serious XM channel too. Raw dog comedy. Yeah. No, maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Uh, raw dog comedy club is on, is the, the Facebook, uh, thing and it's a D a W G, but, um, yeah, it was really cool. And I, I hope, uh, they, they hope to keep going with it and, and get, different comedians and like have an open mic kind of thing. So if you, if you think you're funny and you want to try VR comedy, go nuts. But I just liked, uh, just chilling and, and, and watching some people and, and that kind of stuff. It was uh, it was a really interesting, interactive VR experience. It was very cool. Yeah. Find I need funny. to try that out. I feel like it'd be funny for like somebody doing a comedy bit and then all of a sudden their mom is yelling at them down the basement. <laughs> like that happened. What are you doing? So, so one of the comedians, uh, had a, a fairly new baby, like, uh, like weeks old. Uh, and at one point, uh, he, he was like, uh, sorry, hold on. <laughs> like, and you see like the microphone go up. So to his head and obviously he was like lifting the headset and like kind of said something to his wife or I guess uh, there was there like, and you could kind of hear the baby 
through his mic in the background kind of thing, but there's obviously like no VR baby up on stage. So it was like a really weird kind of break. And then you see his like hands go down and the mic go back up and, and whatever. <laughs> it was just like, ah, sorry, you know, a couple of weeks old baby I had to make sure everything was okay. And it's like, you know, I had to peek out of my set. So sorry about that. So, um, but yeah, that, that actually happened. Like it was like, it wasn't like, you know, mom meatloaf, but like it was, it was still like one of those weird, like, Oh, right. I'm in virtual reality. And that man just took off his glasses. Um, it's so weird. Yeah. And you'd see other people like sitting at the tables and their avatar would just kind of freeze or like they'd disappear for a second, but they'd say it was paused or whatever. So I guess if you take your headset off for a drink or a refresh or whatever, um, you can stay in the room and then they put it back and they get warped back to the table. It was, it, yeah. Some of the things were like, Oh yeah, right. This is all virtual reality uh, weirdness. But for the most part, like it just kind of felt like I was just chilling in a chair and watching some, some funny people up on stage. Todd, are you muted? Can you hear Todd? I can't hear him. Still muted. Oh, he's broken. Nope, I'm I good. There you okay. go. Good? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that tricky touch uh, mute yeah. is always fun. <laughs> That's um, why I like to, to light up red on my. Yeah, yeah. It, it does that, that as well. Yeah, mine. It shows it to me. I just have to look at oh. it and pay attention. So you know, it's just all on me. Um, but this is the Facebook, uh, the Meta Horizons, or you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. This is the one that Mark Zuckerberg got like nailed for, right? Because it, it, his his avatar yes. looked like this weird, like pasty guy, <laughs> and like what? You don't have the money to make better looking avatars apparently that's changing and it's going to be updated the avatars are not fantastic I, I, to me they get the job done it's fine it's like me in, in, it in looks kind of like a me, me character yeah. uh you, the, none of them have legs so you're kind of a floating torso but for for this event like it was it was kind of fine like you're eventually Absolutely. you don't notice that the comedian up on stage doesn't have legs and everyone else is kind of sitting at tables and, and doing whatever um yeah the the characters the you know, stuff's changing. Sadly, for for people like you, Todd, I think that's why they're cutting support for the Oculus One or the the Oculus Quest One. Uh, for uh, some I think it's of holding things. it back. It's holding it back. I think I think right yeah. now the graphics are and and stuff are kind of you know the what they can and all what that. they can do. The pro- processing's uh, for Quest One, and I think support is ending for quest one for for a lot of this stuff and and you're going to see quest two kind of take over and things are going to look nicer but i think that's when the support's going to be well good deal that they raised the price for me on quest two so (laughs) good job Uh, yeah, yeah, they're probably like a hundred bucks though, or something like that. I was an early adopter because my son really wanted it in 2021, and obviously I'm like, wait, they're already bringing out another one. Like Nintendo doesn't even bring out like new Game Boys that fast. Wow, thanks God. Yeah, uh, it's, oh, well. it's pretty rough uh, yeah. if, if you have a Quest One. I think uh, for for that kind of stuff because it, yeah, it's yeah. if they're already replacing it, that that's a pain in the ass. Um, but uh, but yeah, they are improving Horizons and they're continuing to, to improve it. So uh, if you have a Quest or Quest 2 uh, and you want to hang out, add me as a friend and we'll go hang out in a comedy. You've never, you've never asked me to hang out in Quest, Mark. That was the first time I did it. Next time, I'm sure <laughs> as hell going to invite you in and, and ask if you want to throw, throw a fruit at me. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Throw an apple right at your head. Uh, <laughs> like Aladdin. Zing. I'd love to see there be um, a murder uh, dinner mystery one of those that events. would be good Mark. those would be yeah. awesome to see like you could just get like, everybody grab your food like we're gonna have this awesome event and oh, we're gonna do a murder yeah. mystery oh. well see i would and, love that or D D, where somebody's your your yeah. your, your D master i love that stuff i want to do that and, stuff in vr yeah and people make like their own rooms or own worlds in horizon so like you could really do that or an escape room or whatever like i went to one that the guy was just creating a bunch of Star Wars stuff so you could fly around in an X-Wing or play with a lightsaber or like play with a blaster. And like he was creating all these kind of like as accurate as he could kind of props in, in this VR. So as the graphics continue to improve, like that stuff will too. But um, yeah, if you know any cool rooms that have whatever, uh, interactive elements or escape roomy type stuff or, or whatever it is, um, let me know. Cause I, you know, comedy clubs aren't the only thing that I'm, I want to check out. I want to see it all in VR. I've done like the concerts and stuff that, uh, that they've put on like the Foo Fighters and, uh, and whatever, but um, yeah, I'm nice. Ready to jump in. Yes. Very cool. I need to get that. Now that I've got my uh, Oculus quest out of storage, I've got to get back to that. Yeah. Getting my space set up. So that is coming. Um, So let's see for myself. Um, it was interesting because um, Xbox PC Game Pass actually just released a bunch of these old PC games from uh, Bethesda. <laughs> so I jumped in and played Quake 4. I never played Quake 4. Um, and <laughs> wow, this game is about as 2004 of a game as you're going to get <laughs> when it comes to like a first person shooter. This game. Um, and it's funny cause I played with, it didn't have like uh, a gamepad support. So I had to play it with keyboard and mouse. There's a reason I don't play keyboard and mouse anymore because I've got carpal tunnel syndrome and trying to use a keyboard for your like WASD and all that fun stuff. It's not enjoyable for me. I do not like it. It's not fun. I don't like the digital controls cause it just feels like there there's 85 controls to do one thing where you could do with the stick. So it's not for me. I tried it. The game definitely feels dated, uh, limited, uh, you know, amount of weapons you could play. There was limited, uh, storytelling. Um, it looked pretty good though on modern hardware. So I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but yeah, uh, it was kind of fun to play and this kind of, uh, led me into like, what else could I play on an old game? Cause we talk about, you know, we're going to talk about backlog in the bonus round, but this made me think of like, you know, now that I own like game pass and I own all these, uh, you know, I have a steam library that's so deep. I'm like, I got to dig into some of these occasionally just to see if I even want to still play them. Um, and it was fun, but definitely something that I'm ready to move on from. Another game that I played was Dying Light 2. So this is on modern consoles, PS5, and Xbox Series X and PC. I don't know if it was on Xbox One and PS4. Don't know. Didn't it's really love... on Switch uh, Cloud. I don't know if it okay. released yet, but I do remember they're like, and on Switch, I'm like... What? <laughs> you know, God love it if they can try. You know what? I don't think I'd like to play a streaming game on the Switch, but, you know, maybe if this, if that's the only way you can try, you know what? It the looks one, good. The Enjoy one it. that you're trying to run away from zombies? Yeah, that's exactly. Try cloud. Yeah. When you got a lag in your uh, internet connection, 
that'll go well. You'll, I'm sure you'll enjoy that experience. But um, this one's kind of cool. Um, I didn't love the first one. I didn't love the parkouring in first person. Um, this one is, uh, it feels like it's got more story integration, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, there's more crafting involved. And uh, I, I, I really, it's, it's first person zombie survival. Uh, primarily now I've got just m- melee weapons. There's no, uh, like, attacking weapons like with with uh um like any guns or anything combat so but it's kind of got a cool like combat system where if you do like a uh a a guard or protect and you hit it the right way you can like jump up in the air hit somebody full on with your feet like you're doing like this gymnast thing and you can hit them into the wall and they explode i'm like okay this game is not real at all and logan was watching me play and i'm like what are you doing dad why are people exploding when you kick them i'm like I don't know. This is like uh, these are made of water balloons. Didn't well, these were the humans. Know. Well, these were oh. the humans. Like these are like the punks of the future. You know, you got to take them down. And of course, they're just like you know. The, oh, it's just it's fun. I don't know if I want to have in like a ninety hour experience in a game like this, and that's the problem. They're just too big. It, it just you just can't have a twenty hour streamlined experience because there's going to be side quests. Mark to your point, like anything else, open world, it becomes a, a point unless you that's your game. That's the only game you play. Um, to your point, I just want to play the main storyline. If something is interesting along the way, great. But I don't want to have to do all those side things to level up and get better. And this game is all about leveling up, getting better, better gear. Uh, you know, leveling yourself up for stamina and doing all these things. Like, and my favorite part, like in Breath of the Wild, if you're climbing up something and your stamina runs out, you fall off. In a game that's all about parkour and stuff like that, that just is like a red flag for me. And like, I know it's going to kill me many times, and I'm not going to enjoy the experience. But I, I like what I've played so far, but I can just tell it's going to be too long to really make it the game I play. Cause I, I, I tend to like more 20 hours, 30 hour experiences. This one's probably going to, I'm going to probably going to fall off it. Um, uh, on a side note, the switch cloud version still says releasing in 2022, no specific date given. Yet. Well, good. They've got five, four months. There you go. Good luck. They're going to need it. <laughs> uh, the cloud. Um, and then lastly, switch sports, Mark, when my mother visits, who was just here, just left, uh, we play like Nintendo sports games. We played, uh, the Nintendo golf game. What was it? Uh, rush, uh, was the last golf game. We played that. We had a good time because my mom's a golfer. And then my mom, uh, my, my son, and my wife were at Taekwondo and I'm like, mom, what do you want to do? Let's play some sports. We played all the sports. So trying to get a 77 year old woman. To learn how to play these games was very funny. She's got arthritis. So like some of the things like, oh, to do this, push this button, this like she couldn't get her thumb to go hit the Joy-Con. <laughs> so I had to do it for every time. But we had a blast. We had a good time. Bowling was the favorite, probably. Um, we tried the sword fighting. She didn't like that because I beat her badly. Um <laughs> No mercy, mom. Uh, mom, I know, I know. Like, I tried to tell her, like, it just didn't work. Sword fighting is not a good one for your mom. Um, But volleyball, she did surprisingly good, and it was the most involved sport. We didn't play soccer, though, because you have to put on the leg strap. I'm like, how was I going to get? Well, it said you had to. So I thought, well, how am I going to play with two people? I have one leg strap, so I don't know what to do. Oh, they added that uh, leg strap mode. So normally you would just be able to play just by swinging both arms. Yeah. Like you'd control with one and then you'd, you'd swing your arm like you're kicking. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you need like two Joy-Cons each? Yeah. 
Ah, okay. So maybe that derailed me, but that was probably going to be too much for my mom to add an extra Joy-Con to do something. But when I saw it and thinking about you need a leg strap, I'm like, we're at like, no, nope, not doing that on it. Putting like a garter on my mom's leg. That's a little too creepy. <laughs> um, I know. I Well, that's like I said. It's like, who's going to put that on my mom? I'm not doing it. It's dark. I know. We're moving on. But it was fun. I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. I, I really... I like the bowling part, but I missed the hundred pin bowling. Um, oh. Some of the obstacles were fun, but I don't know. And and they are. I mean, it just seems like what you got with original uh, Wii Sports was a lot for nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And this game is it was what sixty bucks, and what you got just feels limited. And it just mm-hmm. feels like they should have brought in all of the sports from all the games, the frisbee, all these things, to make it feel like it's a collection. It's fun. Yeah. You know, so I, I just kind of felt like you're cheaping out Nintendo. You could add all these games and just make people feel fun and enjoy the stuff you loved for the first Switch. The, the Switch game that was on Wii U that like three people played because it was really expensive for like four games. All these things they could have brought forward. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's going to game I bring out all the time. And I think that's a common thread right now. I don't hear anybody playing this game anymore. So maybe they just need to continue to add modes and more sports over time to say it's going to add value over time. And that'd be great. Even modifying modes like uh, with soccer, like if you have to have four people on each team, like, but you can do um, like if you actually play against the PC, you can, or the, the computer you can actually do like one-on-one in like a smaller arena i was like i can go for 2v2 like you know how like rocket league sometimes the Mm -hmm. 3v3 is just too much for some people and they play whether 2v2 or 1v1 like that's more of their style like they're not trying to keep track of what the other people are doing yet nintendo just goes like gotta do 4v4 bowling you have to do battle royale like they they tell you how you're gonna play yeah yeah, so I'll be curious what they do. I mean, Nintendo has got this interesting uh, connection with the expansion pass where they had certain things in it. So I, I would love it if they just said, you know, we're going to have an, a season pass. It's free if you own the expansion pass. And that's where all the sports are coming from. That adds value to that expansion pass. And it doesn't mean that you need like a sequel to it. So maybe they'll do that. I don't know. Hmm. With Nintendo, they're weird about things. It took them, what, four years, five years to give Mario Kart DLC? So who knows? <laughs> How long did it take them to add the online to the first Mario Party on the Switch? Like three years, I think. Yeah, three years. It was a long period of time, yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing stops them from doing anything. Yeah. It's just it's, whether it's they a, want to do it. It's a very, very weird situation, Nintendo, and who knows? But they're in a great position, so they can really demand a lot, and we cannot push, push back. Well, I can push back, but Mark can't. Just tell Todd to shut up. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> moving on to the news portion of the show. So this is really going to be two events. One has happened, and one is going to happen, so we want everybody's opinion on that. So Gamescom Opening Light Live happened. Uh, IGN, thankfully, gave us a rundown of everything because these Gamescom Jeff Keighley presentations go for like 18 hours. And it's like, just tell us the news, Jeff. We only want this. We don't want your Red Bull ads. We don't want the Schick uh, guy selling us razors. What happens? So um, we're not going to go through everything. Oh, that's right. The Rock will tell you to enjoy your gaming and have some Zoa energy drink and watch my uh, Black Adam trailer that's already been out Mm -hmm. for three weeks. 
So as going back to this, this is a very German game awards because a lot of the correspondents were German. So my wife's like, what's her accent? It's German. I'm like, okay, I get it. So a lot of German things happened in this, which was fun. Um, but yeah, uh, so in regards to Gamescom, um, this is kind of like E3 after. We didn't expect many huge new announcements, of course, but it is something happening after all those events. Um, so I will call it a few things that I thought that were interesting. Um, number one, the DualSense Edge for PlayStation 5. So this is essentially um, the Elite controller for PlayStation. It adds like customizable uh, sticks, uh, back paddles. Other than that, um, and then like levels of like force you can add on with with the switch. But beyond that, they didn't have much. There's actually a post on the PS blog you can look at now, and they didn't tell you when it's coming out or the cost. So we shall see, but the elite is hundred well, elite two is $180. So they obviously have some leeway to go up to that price before then scuff was only making uh, high end PlayStation controllers and they were at 200. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they upgrade the battery too. And they didn't announce that. They also just announced uh, PSVR two is officially uh, well. So far, officially pushed back to the uh, 2023. early 2023. That they, makes they a lot of sense. Release date, but that was uh, weirdly announced on their Instagram page. Like, sure. That was... All right. Um, so other announcements, Dune Awakening, it's it's going to be a open world survival MMO. When I saw the MMO part, I'm like, Wow, you took my uh, the wind out of my sails because I'm like that could be a fun first person like open world game with an MMO. I don't know how that's going to work. Hmm. Um, other than that, um, did anything else pop out for you, gentlemen? I'm going to say, um, what was it? It was Atlas Fallen. That looks pretty sick, and it just looks like it's going to be a uh, PS5 exclusive. But it kind of oh, really like mystic, almost like mystic powers, like sand, like uh, battling sand monsters and all that stuff. And it looked like it was co-op, so it looked like it'd be a fun, almost mm. something like how you get together to play um, Marvel um, Avengers or even like um, like Anthem, like going on a team and going and taking mm. on missions and all that stuff. Some more PVE versus PVP. When yeah. I saw that trailer, it looked almost like Forspoken. So I'm like, is this Forspoken? I'm like, nope. Is it, um, I thought it was, a uh, um, oh, what's that one game? Darksiders. I thought, is that Darksiders? Because it kind of looked like Darksiders 2 uh, mm-hmm. as well. And I'm like, what is this game? So uh, you pointed that out, Brandon. I'm like, it looks cool in the trailer, but I'm like, we didn't see gameplay. I don't know what this game is. And they say, you're, you're fighting Monster Hunter style beasties. That could be really cool. But once again, they're just showing CGI trailers. No idea when this game is coming out or what the actual gameplay is going to be like. And the fact that sand is the primary weapon, that's a very odd concept. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're, Ana, unless you're fighting Anakin Skywalker, Mark. That's in a pocket sand. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one for me, that, and I, 
admittedly, I haven't had a lot of time tonight to to check out a lot of these trailers or to watch any of this footage. But the the one that I did see was a high on life gameplay trailer with some more insulting weapons. This is from Justin Roiland, who created uh, Rick and Morty. And this game looks insane and is coming to Game Pass. And I can't wait because it just seems completely bonkers. Uh, so that that one definitely stood out to me. I know my wife uh, was able to see the Harry Potter, or not Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy trailer. I haven't watched that one. She was super excited. So uh, so I'm excited for that for her. And I'm, I'm happy that Sonic Frontiers got an official release date of November 8th. My son just watched Sonic 1, the movie, for the first time and was enthralled and very... Oh, so good. Uh, I posted up a couple of pictures today on uh, on Twitter, I think. And um, you can see his like, face is like... His eyes are just wide and he's so excited and he's like throwing up his arms uh, when, when Sonic did something and uh so we're gonna do sonic 2 next and and just uh, hopefully he'll just keep getting into to sonic and different characters and um and then to show him a game i think that's gonna blow his mind so sonic frontiers uh could be his kind of first foray into a sonic game um because he recognizes all the mario characters right now so let's you know branch him out <laughs> sonic 2 is so good the dance scene mark have you seen it yet or not I haven't seen it. No, I've okay. been waiting for him. So uh, okay. now that he's been able to pay attention to Sonic 1, we're, we're going to dive into Sonic 2. The dance scene is perfection. I'm looking forward to it. God, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so the, my two picks that are just fun. I loved The Expanse. It's one of my favorite science fiction series of all time. Love it. We are getting uh, a release window. It's coming out in summer 2023. And this is by the Telltale uh, Games team. And I love what they're doing with Traversal. You're in um, zero G outside inspecting wrecks. So I'm like that the fact they've advanced their engine and you can add more gameplay into it, but still bring in the, uh, you know, the, the choices in that type of uh, scenario that we love with telltale. So I love that they're advancing it in a series I love. So I've never had an expanse game. So this is my first chance to get an expanse experience that I love. And uh, other than that, killer clowns from outer space, it's a B tier horror series from like the 80s it's goofy it's weird they are getting a multiplayer game this is crazy how did this even happen i assume they got the rights for like two cents and somebody's just <laughs> saying let's do it because somebody will recognize it like me and it's going to be a three versus seven that is an odd number yep three versus seven odd numbers Yes, yes, very yeah. much true. Yes, That's very 10. odd. I'll play on words, Mark. Appreciate it. Yes, which that is 10. 10, which is an even number. I can count. Correct. Can uh, we flash the more you know sign? I'm the one that does the video, so I'm going to try. But Well, <laughs> Mark, remember, three is a magic number, Schoolhouse Rock. TikTok. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Made it, Mark. Mark that. <laughs> 58 minutes. Woo! Mark that note on our edit file. Subscribe. Pound that like. Yeah. Am I a TikToker, Mark? Uh, 100%. You're yeah, you're super famous. I will be. Okay. Uh, well, that is it for uh, Gamescom opening night live. So Germany has uh, shown what it's doing. There's going to be more coverage of the event. It's a really cool event because the public is all there, and there's like 100,000 people there. Very cool. Um, but uh, next, though, this is very fun. This is more speculation. Disney Game Showcase is happening. This is the first ever 
that we've ever had with Disney. And this is going to be part of D23. And this is all going to be about everything that's coming to Disney games. So Star Wars, uh, Marvel, Pixar. Uh, we've got the Disney uh, game, Mark, that you're, you and Lorena are interested in. Yeah, um, so Dreamlight Valley. Disney yeah, steal so your is, money. Exactly. <laughs> it's free to play, but if you want to play it early, you got to pay. Yes. Unless you have Game Pass. And it's just included early. Exactly. Exactly. So September 9th, 2022 at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, not 100% clear on how long this will last. But, you know, the fact that um, we know a lot about the Marvel games. We know about some Star Wars games. We know about the Disney game. But we're expecting probably to get more on the games that we don't know much about, which I think is the Amy Hennig game which we're getting mm-hmm. that we're going to get more of that game. So what else are you guys expecting or mm-hmm. excited about? Do we know for sure if there's a, a black Panther game or is it still just not been like confirmed? The word? Okay. Oh, the, so. the, well, no, actually uh, who, who is rumored for that? Um, Activision who, who EA, I thought EA it was EA, EA was, it was EA. So they, yeah. they just shut down that rumor. Um, like officially, like it's one of the first times I've ever seen an, a studio actually come out and tackle a rumor, like point blank, like we are not working on this. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah, Ubisoft actually shut that rumor down because they were actually okay. doing they were doing capture at Ubisoft's capture oh, studio. Okay, all right. So that's for yeah, for something else, which is funny because it's like okay, this is crazy. No, wait, am I wrong? I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking of the Blade, the Blade movie. Is it where you're in I don't know. I've lost context of everything. Yes, we don't know. There was a studio this week that EA was. Yeah, yeah. They they Mm -hmm. they shut down the rumors of them working on it. It doesn't mean there's not one in development, but uh, whoever it was rumored, like they shut that down this week. And I, I, forgive me for not remembering the specific details. No, no, no. Um, I'm. I'm wondering because they one one thing that they mentioned was would absolutely be shown here is Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga, which is finished. So are they just gonna be like, look how great this game is? Here's some here's a trailer and like some of the accolades, or are they going to be like, well, here's some Mandalorian shit, and here's this and here's that, and here's some extra DLC because this game's again right now finished all the dlc's done like it was just suits it was just it was just like skins and stuff for the extra content so well andor's coming right andor is the only thing that's known rogue one rogue one they could add other movies they could add the shows they could add the cartoons there's a lot they could add to the skywalker saga that still happens in this timeline that could fit into this game so that and that's officially confirmed like the the mm-hmm. games that they they referenced in the official post the disney dreamlight valley which again they pre-orders today my wife was very excited looking up into the different tiers that you can get um marvel's midnight suns which just got delayed into 23 um lego star wars and a a new project from skydance new media that's uh, amy hennig's uh studio yeah. which is doing marvel and she says it's going to be an ensemble game. When you think of ensemble, a team. So, Fantastic Four, Avengers, X-Men, Defenders, 
uh, the Runaways. Um, I'm trying to think of another team with Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, you just had a game, so probably not that. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of any other teams in Marvel. So Fantastic Four, I think, would be a great option because it's a family, and we haven't seen them in games since probably the, what, Genesis era? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> PS2? I don't know, with that Silver Surfer movie. That could be very fun, and she loves doing characters, and that'd be kind of fun. You've got four different characters with four different abilities. That could be awesome, and they've got a movie coming out. Yeah, that'd yeah. be very interesting. Um, or doing uh, the X Men because we haven't had an X Men game since X Men Legends. Yeah, I'm hearing uh, people want uh, a beat 'em up style like Shredder's Revenge for X Men. Oh man, Where, like you can have that all would be awesome. X-Men different so like i'd be like i don't know if i would get an definitely get an x-men game but if it's something like the line of shredder's revenge it's like yes like that just seems so open to expose people to that those uh x-men characters and all that stuff and then you can actually pick a favorite and be and if you add some voice lines to it because they're also going to have um the animated series coming back right so oh, that right. would be yeah. perfect 97 tie-in because man that would be so good uh just to go back i did uh, i did find the tweet it is from ubisoft okay uh sorry to slice up the rumors we're not making a blade game so it's blade can't wait to see what our friends at marvel studios are cooking up for the next year's movie so so Black Panther, Blade, Ubisoft, Blade, yeah, EA. Uh, that, yeah. That's what I was thinking. So Black Panther might still be on the table. I got that completely mm-hmm. mixed up. I apologize. They fine. both start with B. Yes. And, um, right. and I was going to say, Brendan, to your point, there were uh, Captain America and the Avengers was an arcade beat-em-up. There was the Punisher beat-em-up. There was the um, X-Men beat-em-up. I'm um, trying to think if there was there any others. Oh, and there was a Spider-Man beat-em-up at the arcades as well. So I would love mm-hmm. any of those to be made into a updated versus, like, you know, like with Shredder's oh, yeah. Revenge. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. We'd love it. Right. So, um, Mark, if- uh, Jetty... Oh, go ahead, Bryn. I was I was just thinking about because we were talking about Marvel. I was thinking like I wonder if they're going to talk about Marvel Snap, the new mobile um, like right. card base because it's in Most beta level. now on Android. So I don't know if they'd go yep. a little bit further into maybe announcing a release date for that as well. Because I'm hearing people are finding that a good addictive game to play. Mm. I'd say we'll hear about basically anything that's like developed or yeah. in the pipeline kind of thing. Like I think they're just going to fill this with as much stuff as possible. So, um, well, we haven't heard much about the avatar game. Disney owns oh. avatar. That could be a de- debut, like a, a gameplay trailer. It's been delayed, but maybe they show something mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Um, and because we all love the rescue Rangers, Chip and Dale movie on <laughs> Disney plus, what if they brought back the rescue Rangers? That'd be awesome. I'd be down. I love a new, you know, I love it because I hate to say it, but I feel like the Heritage Disney characters have kind of been given the shaft. We're getting the Dreamlight game, but I mean, Epic Mickey, Disney Infinity, it'd be kind of cool to have some of those characters get into like an actual mm. game game. Um, that'd be a lot of fun. Definitely. We're getting a Haunted Mansion movie coming up. We've got, uh, another uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, another Haunted Mansion movie. We've got uh, Hocus Pocus. Think about that, playing oh. as the witches. Mm. 
I can just think of a million franchises Disney could do. That's the fun part about this. They could go crazy and bring out mm-hmm. franchises we never in- considered that could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Flubber. Flubber. <laughs> I'm hoping I would go for a, a Flubber game. Jedi Survivor. Uh, oh, Mark, it's got to be. It's That's coming in like, what, early 2023? It sounds like it, yeah. Gameplay would have to happen yeah. within they six just months. Announced, uh, they just announced a new book uh, or, uh-huh. or two um, that happened with Cal as well. So oh, they're, they're really leaning into that character and that that um, crew, it seems. So, um, yeah, let us let us see some more mm-hmm. of that. And people love the new DuckTales uh, reinvention on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Make a DuckTales 2. With all the nephews, that could be amazing. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Well, folks, let us know what you're expecting out of the Disney game showcase. This is exciting. Once again, something else to look forward to in September. I love this. And uh, we're all excited. Oh, my goodness. Well, that leads us into the bonus round. So I was inspired because I was playing old games. Um, Nothing new, essentially. And I looked at my my son has inherited my Steam account because he built a new PC. Um, and there's just like an unlimited amount of games. And he said, Dad, I have nothing to play. And I'm like, you have my Steam library. It's deep. Um, and this was kind of one of those things where like a backlog. Some people feel like it's like a burden to bear. Like, I got to play these games. I can't enjoy anything because I've got to play all these old games. And others feel like it's a collection. You don't. You bought them. You enjoy them. But it doesn't mean you have to play them. So where do you both stand? Because I know, Mark, you challenged the, the backlog busters. Yeah, yes, I, I tagged them in this on on Twitter when we were kind of sharing what the the episode was going to be about. Uh, so they they left a message on Twitter that I'll read uh, first before we jump into this. Uh, one must embrace the backlog. The backlog can get you through harsh winters. The backlog can get you out of gaming funks. The backlog can save you money and let you still enjoy your hobby. Hashtag warm embrace, and then they followed it with. Uh, Hot take, no backlogs were harmed in the making of this episode. So, yeah, no, we're, I don't think we're going to harm any backlogs. You know? no. we're, uh, so, so for me, I, I definitely see it the, pretty similarly to how the backlog busters just kind of broke it down. Like for me, uh, if you listen to what I've been playing the last couple of weeks, it's nothing new. It's games from last fall. And that's stuff that was in my backlog that – for one reason or another, I dropped out of, wasn't feeling at the time, got a little too overwhelmed, life got in the way, and I've I've revisited. So um, every once in a while, that backlog guilt creeps in for me, and I'm like, I really should finish all these games that I own, and I've spent a you know, decent amount of money on these games and, and you know, feel like I need to squeeze every last drop out of them. Um, but like, I, I think especially at this point in my life, like there, I have to accept that sometimes I will not finish a game 100%. You know, sometimes I just need to play a game to where I'm satisfied for what I've gotten out of it. And if that's playing it for five hours and saying like, that's enough, or if it's playing it for 50, but that's spread out over a year, then, then that's that's something, and it's it's just always gonna you know perpetually be in my backlog for like a year, year and a half, two years, whatever. Um, but that's like for me, it's I just I just try 
my hardest to let it go and just embrace it for what it is. And if I get back to a game in a year or two or five years down the road and there's a new console generation coming up and I'm like, shit, I got to play this that I've been putting off for the last three years. Like that's, that's a thing, but like, it's, like the, the, the backlog buster said, like, you know, sometimes you need something to get you out of a funk. Sometimes you just need like a, a certain game at a certain time. And, uh, and that's when you'll get it. So it's, it's nice to have those on the back burner for that kind of thing, even though it sometimes feels wasteful. I don't know that that's how I try to look at it. And it's taken me a while to get here. So I, I'm curious what you guys feel about backlogs. I will, uh, I will say um, the backlog is sometimes it allows the game to live on past your initial playthrough or your initial get. So um, it shouldn't be seen as, oh, backlog is a bad thing or anything like that. Because um, uh, I finally finished this year um, Rabbids plus Mario and like, so it's like sometimes you get like hit with a spot and then you're always like, especially with me, I'm like, well, I also like playing multiplayer games. So I'm going to jump into that and play that when, especially because the multiplayer games, those can only live for so long. So I never see myself feeling like, oh, hey, I'm going to let this, this game, this opportunity to play this game die because I want to, I don't want to put this in a place called the backlog. So, um, and I can always go back to it and play and maybe even enjoy it more. Like, um, like John wick hex, like sometimes you need to go back and see it and go like, well, why don't I just restart from this point? And then you end up doing better than where you were struggling. So sometimes it's like that, like a longer pause, maybe play this, play another game and then come back. You might you might put like 30, 20 to thirty games in between, but when you actually go back, you actually end up like enjoying it more. Me like, wait, what? This was so great. Um, sometimes you might lose some connection with the story and all that, but um, overall, I think it benefits the game because you get to enjoy it more versus it just collects on your digital shelf. It's almost like you'd want like a shelf in front of you to see like, what do I own? That's the hard part mm-hmm. with digital, right? Because mm-hmm. I can look in my case and I can see my game cases, but when it comes to actually like your phys- your digital collection, it's very hard to, to gauge like how bad it is, especially mm-hmm. if you own multiple systems throughout generations, things like that. I think one of the good things about um, gaming and waiting is games get better over time. They've been patched. They've been improved. They've added content. Uh, they had those things. Exactly. Sometimes they get delisted and then you can't play them. So it's a, it's a balance, especially like yeah. licensed content. So you have to be very careful with that. Um, but um, it, it is interesting. And there's a lot more services that are doing a better job of telling what you own across which console. GOG Galaxy is great. You can put in everything you own digitally or whatever, and it tells you what you have where, which is great because then you don't buy things multiple times on multiple systems, which I love. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think, Mark, you're right. Uh, every game has a, 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 an opportunity to get your experience and your, your time and your love. 
And sometimes that's enough. A little bit of a taste is enough. Um, and I, and I appreciate that because I don't have enough time in my life to play every game to completion because of whatever happens in the world. So I like to experience games and say, I get that. And that's enough. I don't need to be the one that finishes a game. I did that with Celeste. I got enough from Celeste. I didn't have to be the completionist and do all those things. And I think that's appropriate in a game where there's too many games for your time. And I do think that games often do not value your time because they want to take 130 hours. Um, a lot of JRPGs are the same way, like 150 hours for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm like, is it really... Is 130 hours needed, or did they just expand it and do what they wanted to do? So I think it's really important to understand your time, especially if you're a parent, you're older, you've got other responsibilities to understand where you're going to spend your time. Mark, you do a lot of live games like Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's something new all the time, and it's and there's a season pass if you've got this much time to complete it to do this. So it's like almost like how do you balance that between this live service game um, and then something that's more um, – just telling a story and it's slow and it's, mm. it's taking its time. And you want to like, why are you telling me all these things when you could have just said no, uh, you know, it's like reading dialogue. It's like, Oh my God, stop telling a story when you have little to tell. So um, it's interesting because I have steam library. I have, you know, uh, all these different consoles. I have an Oculus quest. So it's, yeah, I mean, to your point, Mark, it's like you wanted to play and just hang out in a club and, and listen to a comedy routine on your quest where you could have been playing something else. So I think yeah. time is our most valuable commodity and spend it how you are most enjoying yourself versus this. I, I hate when people say, I have to finish this. No, you don't. If you're not enjoying it anymore, move on. It's, it's yeah. not a commitment. It's a collection. And that's what I'm saying. It's a collection. It's a games you own, but it doesn't have to be games you have to finish because they don't own you. I like new games because I like new experiences because that may be my, my, my favorite new thing in the world. Something's in my backlog apparently didn't grab me enough to say this is a must play. So I think it's really balancing that of, yes, I made a financial commitment to it, but that's not the most important thing for me anymore because that's money spent, not money I'm going to have to pay in the future. Brennan, you you just you brought up a good point before, and it, I I want to I want to hit that for a second, and that's one of the things. Like, so a game in my backlog, I count it once I've bought that game, and you you mentioned like discounts if you wait sometimes. So for me, that is the one thing about a backlog that I I sometimes hate, and that's buying a game at full price. Or like buying a game when it first comes out because it's like the hot shit and you hear 15 different podcasts talk about it. And you're like, I have to get this. And you just don't have time. And you play it for an hour and you're like, I'll get back to that. And then you don't. And it, you, the next thing you see it discounted by like 90%. And you're like, I hate life. Uh, the Ubisoft curse. The Ubisoft curse. Ubisoft. I'm, right. It's 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 so. That's tough, why they're not so. getting Mario Rabbit for me this time. Right. At launch, <laughs> not going to get yeah. you for ninety dollars that season yeah. pass. Yeah. It's it is tough, and it's it's tough to balance. Like, when am I going to have time to put in this so I feel like I got the value, or is it going to go on a discount before I get to put in the you know, 20, 30, 40, mm -hmm. 150 hours of, of time. So that's the one thing about a backlog that, that has burned me in the past and that I, I'm very cognizant of now 
when I'm buying new games is like, do I have the time, the energy, the focus, and is this the type of game that I want to play right now? Um, otherwise, I usually don't mind getting things, especially if they are on sale and I notice a game on sale that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to throw $3 at this. I'm not going to play it right now, but it's going to be in my catalog and I'm going to play it at some point and be able to revisit this because it's on a ridiculous sale right now for the next week. So um, those are the, the my, my only balances are usually kind of financial, I guess, mm-hmm. depending on, on the, the backlog. And that's the only time I really like put some, some thought into it. Um, but before we, we wrap up, I do want to ask you guys, is there a game that haunts your backlog? that you just got, you thought you'd love. That's like, I've never gotten to this and it haunts me to this day. And while you guys think of that, I'm going to mention, so there's a, I love the Assassin's Creed series and I've loved even the, the spinoff games, but they released those like 2d side scroller spinoffs really, really quickly. Uh, or at least too quickly for me to get to. Um, so, the Russia one, uh, I think I played the China one and I touched the, the one in India, but I've never, there's, there's the third one. Is it, I think it's the, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's, it's Assassin's Creed Chronicles. Uh, so I played China. Um, yeah. India was the other one and Russia. So I've never played Russia. And I, I kind of wanted to because the comics were good. Um, and and I just, I have not gotten to it. And it's the only thing. And the reason it bugs me so much is it's because the only thing in Assassin's Creed that I've not played. Oh, really? It's the only one. The only game in the whole series. Did you beat I, Valhalla or did you not, I but you got a lot of it? I got a lot of it. I played, okay. I put probably 50, 60 hours into yeah. that game. maybe. But um, so I... While I haven't finished every Assassin's Creed, I've, I've at least touched and tasted every single sure. Assassin's Creed game except that one. And it haunts my backlog to this day because I'm 98% sure it's sitting on my Xbox right now. And, uh, and yeah, just like it's just one of those things that I'm like, I even played the one for the DS. Like this, this, this haunts me. So that's that's my answer. What's what? What do you guys have? Your your backlog haunts. I think what mine is is a haunt from not playing, but playing because I was like wanting to get it off the backlog, and I think it would probably be the Oceanhorn games. Both. Oh, uh, oh okay. those are yeah, short too, aren't they? So it's like it just felt like it took forever, though. Just. Oh, I yeah. guess like oh when you're, if you're trying not to figure things it, out off. and you're like oh it's loading, yeah. and then I think the first one I actually like started playing and I was like I don't know where I'm at I think I'm lost in this dungeon so I'm just gonna restart the whole game, <laughs> like I did that kind of thing and I'm yeah. like just be like I want to play this off and I'm like yeah I don't know if that was worth it at all like it just felt like it was just like. I played generic game. There's nothing that just like wowed me or anything like that. Like the aesthetic of like that, what intrigued me, like it seemed like a Zelda like, and then it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't quite Zelda. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that, uh, what uh, Todd said before about um, 
love is that sometimes uh, you mentioned the word love. So I was like, oh, yeah, like sometimes going back to a game on your backlog, actually, like sometimes like with love of like with someone like, oh, we tried to work this out. We were younger. We didn't that didn't really work out. And then we go our separate ways and then end up later in life and they end up working better then it's like sometimes like that could be like a backlog game it's like hey you just mm-hmm. at the time you weren't ready but because i was i wasn't willing to be like you are like the backlog list is like hey i'm gonna play you like i'm hoping to be interested in you later and then that ends up being could be someone's favorite game at that point so that's a thought that came to me or um when todd said love <laughs> It's, oh, yeah, it's like yeah. It's, if you if you love something, set it free. Exactly. It, to you. Yeah, and that and that's funny because I have a couple examples where it's like Witcher Three. It was in my backlog forever, and I finally got to it. And when I did, I fell in love, and I finally just committed myself. That's the game I'm going to play. Absolutely loved it. Um, current games that are in that place are Far Cry Six because I got a copy from uh, Ubisoft. And I really like, I love the Far Cry series, but for some reason, it's like, I need to get back to it. But I I haven't. I don't know why, because it's a game I want to play. Another game would be Cyberpunk. I tried playing that game, and my PC had struggles with it. I'm not sure why. Um, My PC's probably up to snuff now. So I I need to get back to the game, because I love The Witcher, and it's CD Projekt Greg. Another game is going to be um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I don't think that's a game I'm going to get back to, though, because it's so damn long. And I yeah. think that's a problem with Assassin's Creed. It's like, I don't want to commit 90 hours to a game when I've never done that with an Assassin's Creed game. I've never fallen in love with an Assassin's Creed game. But I was really interested in them. Like, But it's just like, they almost say, if you can't commit 90 hours, bro, don't even bother. It's like, that's frustrating. So it's like, give me an easy pass. It's like GRPGs. Give me a 20-hour version that cuts out the fat and just gives me the main quest for 20 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, levels auto-levels me to just have a good time. And that's what I want. So I would love more games that they would they actually respected our times as old, older folks that don't have all the time in the world. Just enjoy the experience, and I can still complete it versus saying... I didn't need 35 hours of side quests that leveled me up and got me this armor. I don't care. I just want to have a good time with the time I have. So, um, yeah, it, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I think that's where I land. So I'll probably get to Cyberpunk eventually because I just love that series. I'm not sure, though, of the other two I'll finally do. So that is it. So... Speak your minds on the backlog, folks. Let us know if you feel it's a something you uh, treasure, you're embracing it, you don't care about the newest and greatest, and you just want to play the games you've already paid for and love those. Or if you're like, if I did, bought it and didn't get back to it, that's okay. I love the newest and latest and best. We'd love to hear more. So with that, we are done on this journey on the co-op couch. Brendan Myers, it's been, a, it's been a fun time. It's been so great to have you finally join us. So let people know where they can find you and all the things you do in the world of the internet, uh, interwebs. What was I saying? Interwebs, inter- nerds. <laughs> I don't know, inter uh, nerds. You can just find me on Twitter at uh, the underscore winter gamer. Um, I find myself on asking questions on multiple podcasts and just 
half the questions that I think of aren't even uh, asked because I don't have something to write down the questions on. And then by the time I can, I don't remember. <laughs> so um, you can catch me there and hang out in, with games. Uh, before we leave, though, did the Mets win? Uh, they are currently losing to the they tied it and then they're losing to the Yanks. Oh, wow, that's a subway series that you just. I'm sorry. It, it I, I, I like the, the whole series. Oh my goodness! Oh well. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. It's been great having you part of this, and we love watching your journeys with your little one. She's adorable. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I appreciate every comment I see you make on, on this podcast, on, on so many others, you're, you're so great in, in everyone's community. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much I, I appreciate that. And I think everyone does. So I comment so much that I forget sometimes. And then I'm listening. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I said that. I did that. I did I that. Heard that. <laughs> Brendan was saying we, we are, we vie for questions to be asked at times. Like it's not a rivalry. I appreciate any time we get to hear your question asked. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So Mark, Yep. Tell me where they can find you. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere as the underscore Canardian or on Xbox and Switch as just Canardian. And uh, if you if you need my VR, I, I, I think it's Mark the Canardian on VR, but I'll have to double check that. And uh, But you can send me a message on, on Twitter or anywhere else and uh, add me there and we'll go hang out in a comedy club. Perfect. Yes. And if you want to follow me, I'm at TXTRA on Twitter, uh, being goofy and silly and dumb. Uh, and on gaming, uh, Spartion98 on Xbox and Switch, and Spartion1998 on PSN. And I have no clue what I am on Oculus Quest because it's probably tied to my Facebook. Who knows? Todd Oxtra. They actually out there. just announced or, or just released today that you can untie it from your Facebook account. And so I can make a goofy name? You can, uh, yeah, you can make a, a new a new name. It's just an Oculus account uh, or a meta or horizon account. I think it's called actually. Um, and it's, it's untied from your Facebook account. So if you're someone Thank that God. likes to be a little spicy mm-hmm. on Facebook or you just don't like sp- Facebook at all. Uh, Cause I know some people I was like, at first when I heard that, I was like, well, you got an, if you're creating an Oculus account, like what's the difference between that and a Facebook account. But like, I heard some people like, you know, get a little spicy on Facebook. They get banned. And, banned. <laughs> and then their Oculus account yeah. shut down. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, I never thought of that. I've never been banned off Facebooks, but yeah. So there we go. Goals, uh, Mark. Goals. Yeah, that's now I can because my my account's un untied, untethered, uh, and you can create your Horizon account. So um, there we go. That just uh, dropped literally today. More to come on my upcoming Facebook Meta Oculus Quest <laughs> <laughs> name tag. There's some updates, yeah. Join our journey on the world of VR. Well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you once again, Mark, Brendan. We had a good time. And remember, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.